Tommy Milner joining us here in the Freak Nation, MC WeatherTech Sports Car Championship GT Le Mans winner. A class, by the way, that's going away at the end of this year. Regardless, uh, this guy goes out and grabs himself a win and really puts a, an interesting spin on the championship points. I Hold on. This- Let's pull a LeBron right here. Not one, not two, mm. three wins in a row, yo. It's badass. Uh, and, and again, Tommy joins us now here in the Freak Nation. And l- let me kind of fast forward just a little bit. You go out and win three in a row. You with this last race at uh, in Virginia, you got to wait another damn month before the final race in the championship hunt, bud. Th- does that does that jack with your psyche? <laughs> I know we're we're uh, on a roll right now, and it'd be nice if that if that next race was next weekend. But um, to be honest, I mean, I think the the results are in some ways a little bit of a long time coming. I, th- I felt like this year in general, we've had had opportunities to win races already. Um, and for one reason or another, sometimes it's self-inflicted, sometimes just stuff out of our control. Um, we just weren't getting those results. So, um, in some ways I'm not, uh, I'm not too worried about (laughs) the race being a month away, but, um, I know for sure that, 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 that last race there at at Petit Le Mans, uh, at at throat Atlanta is going to be a big challenge no matter what. Um, with each one of these races that we've that we've beaten our teammates, it, it's making them work that much harder to try to get try, try to, to to get us back. And uh, now getting three in a row, they're they're uh, as as hungry as ever to to beat us again. And and then of course we've got uh, got the BMW guys coming back for that race as well, and they'll be they'll be eager to uh, flex their muscles too. Tommy, you're chasing Jordan Taylor and Antonio Garcia, your Corvette teammates. For the GTLM championship in the WeatherTech series, there's got to be some smack talking or something going on between the two teams across the garage. Uh, there's always a little bit of smack talk going on back and forth, but it's it's all pretty friendly. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, those guys are about the best competition that you could possibly ask for. I mean, both Antonio and Jordan are absolutely on top of their game right now, and and trying to beat those guys in the same equipment is very, very difficult. Um, we've had to work super, super hard to, uh, get every little detail of each one of these races just right. Um, so there's, I I will say this, this year is a little bit different. There's a little bit more, um, usually all of our debriefs and everything are all, are all together and we still do it all together. Um, but there's a lot more side conversations with, with, with my engineer, Chuck and with their engineer, John, um, to try to find any little advantage possible. So it's been, it's been good realistically, I think in the end for the whole program, because, um, we're, we're working really, really hard <laughs> trying to find every little trick we can to try to beat these guys. Tommy Milner, of course, winner uh, at Virginia at VIR this past weekend, along with Nick Tandy. So tell me if Rodney Sandstorm were to do an impersonation of Tommy Milner, I know this is radio and it makes it a little tougher because you can't see the 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 leg going back and forth and the the crazy jacket. But how would he do so? I'm pretty sure uh, he would he would have some sort of skit laid out where where Rodney's sitting on a on a, on his porch at his house there in Florida and and uh, watching a sunset somehow. Um, he likes to call me Tommy Sunset because for a period there I was only liking. Uh, photos of his on Instagram of, of sunset photos he was posting from his, from his house in Florida. So, um, he's, he's dubbed me Tommy, Tommy sunset from, from this, from, from that day forward, pretty much. So it would definitely be something new with sunsets. 
Of course, we're talking about Rodney Sandstorm, the alter ego of your nemesis at Corvette Racing. Of course, Jordan Taylor, he goes nuts with those things. So Tommy Sunset, all right. How would you get at Jordan Taylor then? Because I know Kenny brought up Smack Talk. We're just trying to get something going between you guys be- before basically Petit Lamont. What would you do? What's your nickname for Jordan Taylor? Uh, I mean, Ricky's brother is a good one. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think I think I'd have to go with something to. I'd, I'd sort of have to sort of pose as as uh, as Jordan or as Rodney as as a um, a uh, Gordon Ra- a Gordon Ramsay type. Um, and I say that because uh, at Lamar, the first year he was with us, in tw- I think it was 2012, he uh, he went to the fruit rack and grabbed himself a kiwi and uh, sat down with us and we were having a conversation. And I looked over and I realized that Jordan was just taking full bites out of the kiwi with the skin and everything. Oh. And and uh, I, I asked him if he'd ever had, ever eaten a kiwi before, and he said no. And uh, it was pretty clear from how he was how he was eating it that he had never had a kiwi before. So, all right, though, Tommy Milner, of course, joining us here in the Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios on a Sunday night. How do you keep yourself in shape before Petit Le Mans? How do you keep yourself mentally and physically in shape? Because that is going to be a hell of a finale. It will be. It'll be tough. That that racetrack and our cars uh, these days is is pretty physical it's tough mentally with with the night conditions this race being later than normal um we'll have more night racing um than normal uh it's it's hard there's there's that track is super dark it's it's a great place to finish the season off it's a it's an, it's an incredible event the fans there are amazing so um yeah for me it's just um i'll be doing some practice on on my sim at home here just to kind of get my get my head sort of focused on uh, on the racetrack and kind of get the rhythm back, uh, back in my head again. Um, physically wise, it's just staying active. It's, it's running, it's biking, it's working out my gym and my, in my garage, um, stuff that, you know, most, most guys do all that stuff anyways. Um, because that track's pretty tough, you know, physically, um, it's one place where you notice that it actually, usually for us, our necks sort of don't experience lots and lots of G forces. I mean, we're seeing, at times probably spikes over three, uh, three G's, but for, for, for whatever reason there, road Atlanta, just the turn 12 is flat for us. That's just a long loaded high G corner. So our neck gets a little bit more, more of a workout, um, for petite. So I'll pay a little extra, extra attention for, uh, uh, for my neck coming up for that race. I'd say. You brought up sim racing though. Tell us more about you and your management of team hype. Of course, on Twitter, it's Team Hype Sim. I mean, this has been a big undertaking for you, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, in some ways, it's uh, started off with uh, a good friend of mine, Ty, uh, Ty Stover. He um, he's a he's a car guy, he's a fan, um, the guy that I've known, a friend of mine for for a long time. Um, he he likes racing. He likes. He was kind of got into sim racing a little bit, sort of a I would say two years ago, and. Um, he, uh, he had called me one day and he said, Hey, I, I want you to drive for my, my sim racing team. And I, my, my background in racing in some ways, obviously I grew up around, I grew up around racing with my dad owning a race team for so long. Um, but my first time really exposing myself in some ways to actually driving stuff was on a sim. Um, and I've kind of kept up with that for a long time. So I told him I, I, I drive for his, for his sim racing team, but I was, I'd be interested in kind of helping in, in more ways than, than just driving for him. And, um, so kind of, uh, joined, joined up with him and sort of co co-owner now of, of that team. And 
he's he's really done a lot of the uh, the the grunt work and and the all the setup work and things like that of getting getting some guys and um picking the picking the different series to run in and getting some sponsors for the team so uh for me really and there's a race tonight uh you can watch it live on youtube on it's it's called uh the PR, prl it's uh it's based on a on a on, on the nascar schedule so they're racing at the roval tonight on the sim world um so i'll be uh i'll be joining them um on the on the on the team channel there and helping them with strategy and things like that so um it's been fun for me to 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 find another way to sort of uh use sim racing in some sense and um you know help some of these guys with the little bit of knowledge i have about sim racing stuff most of these guys are completely self-sufficient anyways but um i think it's good good for me to just kind of be on the on the timing stand, so to speak, and, and helping those guys with strategy and helping where I can. Tommy Sim Racing blew up with COVID last year. Racers, non-racers alike dove in with both feet. Where do you see yourself? Do you have any plans with your co-driver, Ty? What are your plans going forward? I mean, that's a great question. I think for us at the moment, um, we I think for Ty and us, we, we both want to um, sort of get get a nice baseline. Um, at the moment, at the moment we have a, we have a truck team, we have a cup team on the NASCAR side. Um, we have an IndyCar team that races that's called a, it's called the, uh, Lionheart series. Um, and then there's some, some, some sports car stuff that we've started to dabble in a little bit as well. There's, there's two series, one, one's called IVRA and one's called SEO. Um, so in some ways we, we leave a little bit up to the, 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 the drivers that we have driving for us kind of up to them, what they would like to do and, and represent, uh, uh, private label team hype, um, as they kind of see fit. But, um, you know, with, with sim racing, it's still obviously the, the you know, you have the, the big NASCAR series, the, the Coke series that, um, that they run, um, with basically some of the best teams, best drivers in sim racing competing on the, on the iRacing platform there. Um, you know, that's, that's obviously has a lot of eyes on it. Um, you know, as a team, it's a little bit of a challenge with the sort of the lottery, uh, system that they have to pick drivers. Um, I, I think what Ty and I like the most about what we're doing right now is, you know, we have, we pick, pick leagues that have set schedules and, and are broadcast and live on, on YouTube and Twitch and things like that. So we can, we can actually go to a sponsor and, and kind of show them viewership numbers and, and kind of get them excited about that kind of thing. So. I think as long as sim racing continues down the path that it is, and I think it will grow continuously over the years. I think, I think for us, we just want to be positioned in a place where, um, you know, make some connections in the sim racing world as best we can and, and, uh, hopefully grow with sim racing as it grows, um, as a little bit more of, you know, sort of a, a spectator sport in some way. Tommy Milner won the GTLM race at the IMSA WeatherTech Championship at VIR, Virginia International Raceway, this weekend. Tommy, the GTLM class is going away next year. Have you had any conversations with Corvette Chevrolet about what's going to happen with the program next year? Uh, I don't have an answer for that yet. They haven't, they haven't told us, uh, what we're doing next year. Um, and as, as drivers, we're, we're the last on, on the totem pole for that, for that sense. So, um, I, I would, I would imagine there would be something in IMSA. I'd be surprised if there wasn't. Um, and like you said, um, the GTLM class is, is going to go away, uh, after this year and it'll be, uh, basically sort of absorbed into, uh, 
into GTD as it is now. So GT3 cars, um, but they'll, they'll have a sort of a separate class, so to speak for a, a, a full pro lineup um, in that class, which I think is, is right for the series. I think it's right for sports car racing in the U S simplifies it a little bit. Again, um, we were talking about grand am earlier. I think grand am in a lot of ways had it, had it right with having one prototype class, one GT class, a lot easier for people watching on tv for the fans of the racetrack to understand what's happening um with with just the two classes so um in that sense i think it's it's great it allows the the amateur guys that still want to compete against um full pro drivers they can still do that um but they still have have a class for themselves as well um so i think i think in that regard i think it's it's the right call um that for corvette it basically sounds like that they wouldn't have a GT3 car ready for next year. I think the plan is for them to build a full GT3 car. Uh, so next year, if, if the team were, were going to race in there, it would be, a uh, sort of a, a mixture of our G- GTLM car and, and, a and a GT3 car in some ways. Um, so, uh, it won't be a full GT3 car, but, um, you know, the car will be hopefully in the class and, and competing against, uh, the full pro lineups in that class. But you're locked in though, still with Corvette racing, correct? Uh, this is a contract year for me, so Ah. it's still a little bit up in the air, but, um, obviously I think getting three, three wins in a row is, is obviously a good, good indicator for the future. (laughs) Yeah. You're doing some good favors for yourself. Nick Tandy, Tommy Milner, this guy, Tommy Milner, they go out and win Saturday afternoon, the GTLM class of Virginia international raceway. Now a month away for the grand finale, Petit Le Mans. Buddy, thanks for doing this. Thanks guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Statman, have you heard anything more about what Chevrolet plans to do or Corvette plans to do for next year's sports car racing? No, I haven't heard anything, but it makes sense. They they gain a lot of value from being in the sport, and they will build a, probably a GT3 of some sort to be in the GTD category. Uh, the Corvette will meet that and meet those regulations. Because they have to be out there. They they gain a lot, and they, they admit that they gain a lot selling cars. They get leads to sell cars, and that's why they're out there in the first place. 